What's going on, everybody? This is Drew here. I want to welcome you all to a brand new episode of Phoenix Down. This is Phoenix Down episode number 95.1. And we are continuing our playthrough of Call of Cthulhu. Today I have with me Matt. Hello. And Anthony. I'm here. So, uh, originally we were thinking of doing this as just a two-parter. Um, I got kind of busy this week, and Matt was also a little behind originally. Now I think you're probably the farthest out of any of us. Yeah, I, I would have finished it. I just wanted to save something for this coming week. So, All right. I think I finished maybe chapter 13. I'm in 14. Okay, yeah, so you're at the end then. Uh, I, I've still got probably four more chapters to go. Um, the, the second to last chapter, holy crap, that was, that was very long. It just kept going. Yep. But, um, yeah, uh, it's going to end up being three episodes, which is okay. I mean, it's, you know. It is what it is. We can we can have a shorter episode for the last one and then dive into our thoughts on this game because I think we have a good amount of thoughts on this game. Because I... I feel like... I don't... I won't say I feel like I'm playing this game wrong. I feel like I'm screwing myself out of stuff. <laughs> if that means anything. That's yeah. how I felt after you mentioned how you got into the warehouse. Yeah, and I feel like I feel like it's like I, I haven't had many strange things happen, and I feel like it's because I decided to play the game a certain way. So I've lost a lot of sanity, but it's not from me not trying. So. I have deliberately done things to make sure I did not lose sanity. So anytime I had the option to read a book that could possibly lower my sanity, I chose not to. Anytime... Oh, I see. I have done all of those. Okay. Yeah, me too. I've done almost all of those. Anytime I have had the option to speak to somebody in a language that I cannot comprehend, I chose not to. I, uh, I chose to. to do it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> okay. So maybe we will get different endings because there's a bunch of stuff. I've had probably six or seven things pop up saying this will affect your destiny. And I'm like, okay, well, does that mean I'm getting the good destiny or the bad destiny? I can't tell. The, the thing is... Yeah, it, it almost seems intentionally vague. It will affect it, but it doesn't tell you how. Yeah, and that's that's my thing that I think... I think is a good thing for this game is that with Call of Cthulhu, you don't know, like there is no hint at what this is going to do. Um, yeah. And I, I almost get the sense that it's the opposite of what I expect. Cause I assume affect your destiny means worse. Maybe that's not true, but I, I get that sense, you know, you're going deeper in, but then there's also, there's there's kind of the the paired ideas that, that knowing more or more understanding should be good, but in this case it may not be, and so it's it's really in my mind it seems more like it's about being blissfully ignorant or painfully aware. That's that's what I was under the impression of. 
Like the more I learn about the elder gods, the worse it is because you're losing your grip on reality. Yeah. Maybe worse for Edward Pierce, but maybe better for me. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I guess we'll see because I'll, I'll, uh, I'll talk about what happened with my stuff, which to be honest with you, I don't see how it could possibly deviate because <laughs> this game seems rather linear. That, that's what I said at the first recording. That's true, but think about it. That, that instance right think there. About think about it. That instance right there where we all diff- had a different way of getting into the warehouse, right? That was a sim, I would say a pseudo open worldish area. We haven't yep. ran into that again. Yeah, I, I would have said we did once in the hospital. I mean, it, it feels more linear, but there, it does also feel like there may have been hidden paths. I feel like there was, there was options on how to distract the guards, but I think we both got the exact same outcome to that. Well, I mean, yeah. The, the gas leakage thing kind of irritated me because, like, it shouldn't have been leaking if Matt had done the chair, right? Like, that doesn't make any sense. The two things weren't related. But. Yeah, except that it's leaking constantly in this game. Yes, but, like, we overload it so it just starts pouring. pouring. And I was like, it made yeah. more sense when we did it than it does with yours. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, and, and when you say you you feel like you're missing things, do you take that as a negative for this game because you didn't have the option to see them, or do you take it as a positive in that it might induce replayability? I I feel like it's I I feel like it's a negative because it's one of those things of oh I totally missed this, but I had no idea I could miss it. You know what I mean? It, it feels like like I don't like hand holding in this type of situation. But, you know, if you play a Telltale game, you realize, you know, this decision is going to either, this person's going to die or this person's going to die. Or or infamous. Yeah. It's clear. Exactly. And so it's just like, it's, it it feels like a game that way. And this one, I'm like, I'm just choosing something because this is how I role play it. Yeah. This, like the choices seem further apart in other games. Yeah. Like, the distance between them of this person dying or this person dying is much larger than I give them a little bit of attitude or I threaten them with a little bit of muscle. Well, what's the difference between those two exactly, right? And then there's – well, those those are slightly inconsequential. But But are they? Well, that's that's the thing. You don't know. Yeah, and that's that was my point. Like, it it doesn't. Every choice is kind of presented as if they weigh the same, but some do and don't. Like, you know, some yeah. mean nothing overall, seemingly, and others seem like they will change the whole outcome of the game. Exactly. But they don't. You don't know that until after. Like, we all brought the cop with us. What happens if we don't bring the cop? Exactly. The later sequence doesn't seem to work, but would they have worked it in? Like, if you tell him, no, I don't need you, does he say, I'm coming anyways? Like, you know, it's this weird spot where I keep questioning, like, is this game... 
is this game really great or is it just a really good facade? Yeah, that's my question. Um, the it, w- we get another choice like that where, and I I'm assuming everybody brought him with us. The 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 guy who runs the bookstore. Yep. Did you bring him? Um, bring him where? That's the thing. That's what I was going to bring up. Was that uh, so? You decide to uh, when when you leave the bookstore, you run back into the. All right, let, all right. Let's hold. Let's hold off. Let's let's <laughs> let's go chronologically through this game. Um, the last thing we did was we wake up in the um, Hawkins Manor um, after being knocked out by poison gas again. Uh, not particularly knowing how we got there. Uh, but, um, after the big revelation of there's this guy with his eyes gouged out who gets killed by this invisible creature known as the Shambler, we need to go and investigate this guy. And it does sound like, if I remember correctly, there's no real link to why you wake up in the mansion, but it does say in like the text box that, uh, Marie Colden, the other doctor found you yeah it just brought you there and they decided to use it as a hideout whether that makes any sense i don't know but yeah it did seem abrupt so you got bradley and colden bradley who's somehow alive yeah somehow alive uh and we do mention that to him and he's like i don't know my memory's all fuzzy right now that i'm just like all right well seems like quite the mystery huh yeah but, uh, so, uh, we decide to go chase this lead of this guy who was obviously friends with, uh, Sarah Hawkins. Um, he was also an art collector and he fell in love with some of her strange occult paintings. So we decide to go and investigate his home. Uh, we run into his wife who is there. And she is having a little powwow with Cat, the bootlegger. Um, and while interviewing her, uh, she tells us how this guy, her husband, became obsessed with this painting. And uh, he went crazy. And she admitted him into the institution and now he's dead. She's not very happy with the fact that we were also the last people to see him alive. So I tried to console her and she seemed very mad about it. I definitely at one point said, well, I didn't do it. I didn't kill him. Go talk to, you know, the doctor with the goatee. Yeah. I'm like, I tried to soften the blow and she told me to fuck off, basically. <laughs> that's That's essentially what she did to me. Uh, she said, here, just do whatever you want to do and just leave. I was like, all right, fine. So, uh, wondering. She told me that she was trained in many different skills, like reading people. And she's like, I can tell you're lying. So, all right, all right. I'm not, but okay. <laughs> so, uh. Oh, I was. I was softening the blow. I was definitely lying. Oh, I told her he was dead. And I told her how he died. Oh, I... see, I did not. Oh. Mm. But, um, so, uh, before we go in to see this painting, 
uh, we run into Kate, or not Kate, Cat, um, and ask her, what the hell are you doing here? And she says, well, we're, she's wanting to sell all this creepy stuff, and we're offloading it for her. So, get a good look at that Shambler uh, painting, because it's going to be gone after you leave. So, we go into uh, the room where the, the art gallery, I should say, of the house. And all around, there are cases that have these strange ceremonial daggers in them. And he all says, he says the same thing every time you look at one. So I was like, okay, well, let me uh, go and uh, check out this painting. Well, he does say something different on one specifically. He does, but I didn't go around this entire place. Ah. Yeah, I looked at maybe three of them, but not I looked every at, one. I looked at two, and one of them happened to be the different one. And I'm like, well, clearly he said something very different about this day. <laughs> he went into far more detail about it. So I'm like, I'm going to assume this is special. Yeah, see, I didn't get that. Yeah, me either. That being said, I didn't understand the concept when it came to, but whatever. Yeah. So when we go and observe the the picture of the shambler... Or the painting, I should say. Uh, stuff starts to happen. The lights go out. Uh, darkness surrounds us. And the shambler monster himself, or herself, or whatever it is, comes out of the painting and begins to stalk us. Which felt weird in this game because you're not often stalked. Yeah. I mean, you gotta sneak around like the the orderlies and stuff. Yeah, but in this, like, I had seen that there were knives, so I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go back to the one that looked the most badass to me, and I'm gonna grab it and I'm gonna stab this thing. And then I realized I'm like, I don't know how to attack. What, what's the attack button? Yes. So. Yeah, same thing happened with me. I picked it up. I tried to stab it, and I'm like, uh, X, I guess. I hit right trigger, and he does a little like defensive move thing. <laughs> yep. Why? Why would he do that? It doesn't do anything. It does not do anything. Fucking useless. Don't don't give me don't don't pretend like I have to time it off of his hit with a weird defensive move thing. Yep. Oh, yeah. Fucking stupid. I did that about four times. I I did this it loading screen. I did it once and went. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, and I just looked it up because I'm not going to spend my time. Be, like I already was like clearly I didn't grab like. It, First of all, I would never put it together. I'm like, clearly I don't attack him, but like, I wouldn't have put it together. Like, you have to grab that special dagger. I'm like, well, now it makes sense of why he said something different, but I'm like, yeah. What do I do with the special dagger now? Exactly. Yeah. Like, I would have never put those two together. There, there's so many, like, variables to this. First, you got to get the right dagger. But now I'm like, okay, well, I got the right dagger. Can I stab it now? No. All right, so what do I do with the special dagger? You have to go and attack the freaking painting with it. So, I mean, I was just like, what? I, like, I I did this probably eight times to where I was finally like, pause. Let me go look at that wonderful fact. And I was like, I never would have figured this out. So, I just went and did it. Uh, it still caught me a couple of times while trying to get to the painting. 
but yeah, uh, we take this special dagger and we stab the painting with it. It then banishes it back to the painting. Uh, and that is when we uh, figure out uh, these... How, how do we figure out that the bookstore owner was the guy selling these daggers? I don't even fucking know. Man. I can't remember. Yeah, I know Cat walked in. I don't, I don't think she told us, though, did she? She may have. She may have. This Cat walked in. She's like, "What are you doing? You're sitting on the, you know, you're laying on the ground." Like, oh god. Well, because oh, you were you were, you were about to stab your own hand, stab right? Your hand. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Because it was turning black. Yeah. And also, I think that the picture repaired itself, right? Yes. This temporarily banished it back to the painting. So, uh, I'm pretty sure Cat's the one that tells us, like, where to get these daggers. It's like, oh, is that bookstore owner, the crazy guy that was at the bar? Yeah, that guy. So we decide to go check out the bookstore, which is the next chapter. Uh, and this chapter is where I said this, this does not make sense for Edward. So when we make it to the bookstore, it looks as if somebody has broken in. The window is, or the, the window on the door has been, uh, broken and it looks like somebody has cut themselves trying to open the door from the inside. And there's no war, no one in the bookstore. So running around examining this, we can tell that this guy is really into occult stuff. Um, and when we enter the back room, we do an investigation. And this is where I'm like, this does not make sense. So as it stands, there is a painting uh, on the wall. And when you open the painting or, you know, pull the painting from the wall, there's a safe. Okay? How does Pierce, in his investigation, somehow piece together that Charles Hawkins came in there and put something in the safe? No, he tried to take something from the safe. How, all right, well, there you go. How did he figure that out? I know, man. He's just like <laughs> he, he just stares at the safe. He's like Charles Hawkins was here. How? How do you and, know this? But, uh, no, no. The thing that <clears throat> he'd make. Well, first of all, tentacle arm himself. I'm sure he could leave prints. But the the issue is not how do you know Charles Hawkins was here? How do you know that? Um, oh my God, the wife's name, Sarah. Sarah Hawkins. See, I knew it started with an essay. Sarah Hawkins, like, how did he know Sarah Hawkins was there previously to put something in the safe? Right. And how did he know that the bookstore guy, owner, whatever, was there with her when the safe... Like, you know what I mean? Like, every that is the part where I was like, I don't know. He just knows. He's a master detective, apparently. I just assume I missed it. And it was either something Cat said, or it was just something he's like, right? He saw the star with the eye in it, so you know maybe he's linking it back to something. Yeah. So we had to solve a puzzle um, to open the safe. We had to find a combination. 
Um, wasn't terribly hard. Not particularly, no. Uh, just finding the stuff was annoying to me. Because um, I, I went back into that other room with the, with the I, I don't know what's called, the sonograph? Phono- phonograph. Phonograph. Phonograph, yep. Um, and I was like, I don't see what I'm supposed to be getting here. And then randomly I like crouched down and found something. I was like, ah, God. But, um, but after solving the, the puzzle, uh, we open the safe and there is a book there, uh, which I should mention there is a book in the, uh, bookstore itself that you can choose to read. And if you do, you lose sanity and it says this will affect yep. your destiny. Yep. I chose not I to read did it. That. Well, so, uh, but with this special book that's in the safe, um, there is a, a strange aura to this book. Uh, it looks to be made out of human skin, and it's written in a strange language. Um, people may think they have seen this from a movie called The Evil Dead. It's because it is the Necronomicon. They specifically say that. Yep. Pretty classic. Well, it's from H.P. Lovecraft originally. I'm sure. But, um, yeah. But, um, as he opens the book to read it, uh, he then goes through this weird interdimensional tunnel. Uh, with a whole bunch of people in silhouettes. As you do. And when he reaches the end of the tunnel, he is now seeing through the eyes of another person. And that is when chap- the next chapter begins. And uh, he is seeing through the eyes of Dr. Colden. As she is treating patients in the hospital. Now... Did anybody else think that it was us on the gurney? I thought that this was in the past, yes. Oh, no. See, I thought this was in the like the slight future. Like, we had jumped time a bit, and she was examining us after we touched the book. We were found unconscious or whatever and brought back to the hospital. That's what I thought was happening. Because it's not like you can tell who's on the table all that much. True. Yeah. It's a dark-haired man. (laughs) Yeah, with a beard, you know, like us. And his clothes have now changed. Like, as you would if you're in a hospital. It was like, all right, I suppose that's us. And then she's examining him, like, apparently they're turning into something. Like, their bones have no solidity anymore, and it's like there's something in his stomach. She goes, he's mutating. Yeah. Ugh. Sorry. Just odd. I'm having flashbacks to Uzumaki. No, oh, thank you. So, um, this part right here took a little while. Um, in fact, I did actually like this chapter. I, I, I did too. Um, it was a good point and click game, but it was slow and it didn't seem to move the plot along really. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing it did was show what happened to Dr. Colden. And it it was a plot device to make 
Pierce say, I got to go. So originally I thought that this was happening in the past and this was basically what Dr. Colden was doing while Pierce was down there getting tortured and she finds him, then brings him. I thought that's what we were going to lead up to, but it wasn't. This is actually happening currently as he's reading the book. So uh, it's it's a lot of small puzzle solving stuff. It's like I can't. I this woman won't let me go through the the uh, the doctor, the head doctor's office. So I got to find a way to distract her. Got to go turn on the water at the boiler room to make it overflow. And I'm just like, okay. And then you throw boiling hot water in her face. And <laughs> I was about to say, did you do that? Because no, that would have been awesome. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, um, it's just a bunch of, like, puzzle solving right here. And this is very, uh, unlike your first hospital visit, where it is sort of open in how you make your way through it, this is, there's only one way to do this, right? You have to, like, everything, you have to turn on the, yeah, like, we all had to turn on the hot water, there's a couple steps to get there, once you do that, um, you can now go tell the girl, like, to go and confront the doc- the uh, nurse that's outside of the doctor's office. She runs off, then you can enter in, and that's the... Then you get to go downstairs, and that's it, basically. Yeah. She gets captured by the, the main doctor. Yeah. Was it Fuller? In- Is that his name? Sure. Yeah, I think so. Dr. Fuller. Uh, and Dr. Fuller injects her and she passes out. And then we take back over Pierce. We go back into Pierce's mind and he's like, oh God, I've got to go. I got to go to the institution. I got to find her. Uh, and as he's leaving the bookstore, the bookstore owner shows up and is pointing a gun at him. And yeah. We have to talk him down, and then you have the option. Uh, The option to take him with you, or leave him. And I'm pretty sure everybody here took him with us. No. You did not? No, I did not. Okay. So, taking him with us, do you know... What happens when you take him with us? No. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> he is not even in a cutscene. Yep. All, all we see is Pierce goes, breaks into the institution, and he's now looking at the Dr. Fuller's desk and reading uh, a paper, then puts it down and says, okay, I got to go to the basement. You're fucking I don't weird. remember what we no. said specifically. Might he might he have gone to the mansion to join the team there? He may have. So to our hideout. After this, after this, Anthony, is he now in the mansion with you guys? Yeah, but he said he was going to go somewhere first, and then we'd meet up in the mansion or something like that. So like it was not like oh like he just he said what he was going to do and I'm like cool do whatever you need to but don't come with me because I'm like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna risk having someone else around this time. 
wow, this is a fucking horseshit way to not have him in once asked, like, do you want me to come with you? Yes. Okay, I'll wait outside. <laughs> what? What the fuck, man? That is so cheap. Uh, all right. All right. What's the, what's the dude's name? It's a weird name, like Algion or some bullshit like Algernon. that. Algernon. Algernon Drake. Yeah. Drake. Which I like because I was just talking to somebody about flowers for Algernon the other day. Yeah. So I, I took him. I took him with me purely because he seems like a smart guy, and I like his name. I have, to, that. I have to know. Uh, I don't. I don't. The, you have the, to use words. The problem is, is that I looked up Call of Cthulhu taking Drake with you, and the only things that pop up are Call of Cthulhu endings. So I'm Dude, not this. This yeah, like I tried to find. I finally found the video of the sinking city in this. Yeah. Yeah. It was a pain to look up, but, like, I found it. Okay. <laughs> but it was it was neat. It definitely would have been interesting at the beginning of the game. But, like, I was like, all right, well, I now that I've seen it, like, it doesn't really make an impact on anything except your sanity, which is just going to change the outcome of the game. So, I, I don't know. I, I don't know either. I guess maybe the ending, depending on if you bring it with you or not, no, I, from my understanding, the endings are based around your stats. That's how it sounds, anyways. I, I don't know the endings. I just know that there's one that's literally, like, you have to have, like, full occult to get. If that's the case, why doesn't it pop up every time you put points into something? This will affect your destiny. I, dude, fuck if, fuck if, I don't know. I don't know, man. All right, so... Uh, yeah, I, I took him with me, but he wasn't with me. The end. Yep. Not very helpful, Algernon. Nope. So, um, we now break back into the institution, and we're trying to find uh, Dr. Colden. Um, but uh, we creep into the madness. Yep. Uh, we, when we go down the stairs into the basement... Or no, not even before we go into this, the basement. While we're going through the hallway of the hospital, we go into... I don't even know what to how to describe this. So the black the, world. Yeah, there's this darkened world, and yeah. there is this misty world. And it all depends... One of them... Oh, go ahead. One of them is like you are in the real world still. Because you things are lit, um, you can kind of see around, and the other one is plunged purely into darkness, and you are completely safe when you are in the um, the lit area, and you have like your your lantern has like a purplish pinkish glow, um, but when you're using your green lantern, um, that is the one that is in pitch black and your lantern actually runs out like it normally does um but you can't refill it and you have to shine it on certain things um and the shambler lives in that version of the world it feels like silent hill it's a little bit like that Uh, and if you nowhere near as interesting (laughs) 
The problem is, is that if you run out of oil in your lamp and your lamp goes out, the chandelier gets you. And then you just reset, so... Yep. Did it even give you a game over? Doesn't it just, like, reset automatically? No, it gives me a game over. I thought it reset me. Maybe I got a game over. It was just quick to load. Yeah. So, yeah, we're having to solve these kind of, like, puzzles where you have to follow this this kind of, like, guiding light trail... That, uh, but the guiding light only li- only exists in the darkened world, so you have to follow it, get to a point, run back, switch lanterns, go through, open the door, which is the only puzzle in this game. But uh, this game right now is opening doors by following. Honestly, you can wander around at first, just open the door with the purple one. Eventually, you have to shine the li- the light of the lantern onto walls that need to be. Lit Cleared. away, yeah. yeah, dissipated, yeah, yeah, and then you can go back, run through, and open a door, and then you run back and switch the lanterns. This isn't really much of a puzzle; it's just fucking stupid. Yeah. It's neat, it's weird as shit, but it's it's like I was like, all right, well, it's kind of how I feel about a lot of parts of this game. It's nice and atmospheric. It's really on theme, you know it. You know, but, I, I feel for Pierce for having to go through it, but, but is it fun? terribly interesting. It, the, the problem is the, the concept of entering the Shambler's world or whatever, really fucking neat. Yep. Really neat. Like the upside and down. then it ends, and I went, what the fuck happened? Well, there was that, that big jump scare. The one, yeah. <laughs> What's the one jump scare? Uh, you're you're at the end of the hallway, like you're about to go down into the basement, and then the shambler oh. just jumps out at you. Right, yeah. Um, it was when we got into the basement, though, is where this game got really fucking weird. And I was like, All right, I'm in. but you got me back into this was like fully. Yeah. yeah. So we go down into the basement, and we, well, we observe. Dr. Fuller. Well, we walk for a while, for well, sure. Well, yeah. I had to go, like, down these large flat of stairs, and then um, uh, Fuller is standing over a operating chair. And yeah. uh, as he turns around, uh, Dr. Colden is there dead as a doornail. He's been looks doing like, some kind of weird experiment. So it looks like she's been taxidermied. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a little more than everyone else in the game who also looks slightly reanimated. <laughs> That's true. Or made of wood. Yeah, or plastic. Like Bradley. But, uh, yeah. Um, at this point, uh, we have our big confrontation with him. I figured, I figured uh, uh, Pierce was just gonna like murder him. Yeah, I don't know why. I just figured, like, because it, it's not like we have this hardcore attachment to Doctor Colden. Yeah, but it didn't happen that way. Did, did you not walk endlessly before this part? No, this is it's after that. It's after part that. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, it's after that. 
because um, you start to lose your mind a little bit. I thought it was as soon as we got downstairs. Um. Is all right. It? Well, we've covered that. We've covered the main part, I suppose. Yeah. Um. We we confront uh, Doc. The, whatever, Doctor Bad Guy Fuller. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. I, I I hate to be like that, but it's like this game. This game rides this thin line of me caring and not caring, and not once has any character other than Cat left a really good impression. Bradley's the only other one that I can remember the name of because um, I watched him die and he's somehow still here. So yeah, well, and Sarah. Um, I mean, I can imagine how awful it would be to like have discovered whatever you've discovered through your paintings yeah. and it's making you go crazy for, for sure interesting character but I, I don't find her memorable yeah that's my yeah that's my it, problem, it's like right? a nice it's an it's an interesting role but not necessarily an interesting character that fills it yes um anyways we what we we like throw him to the ground we are about to put a gun to his head or we put a gun to his head right yeah. And we're about to pull the trigger, and Doctor Colden is pushes us aside. What? What the fuck? What? And then we she's back on the the, the table. Wait, who the fuck pushed us over then? Was that real? Even I don't know. And and Matt brings up a good point. I don't remember if it was before or after, but we were having we have hallucinations around this part where we're. Walking down an infinite hallway. Yep. We see ourselves in a padded cell. Cell. And then we're in the padded cell. Yeah. Like, when you like, turn no around. Cut. Yep. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> a little bit of no e- evil within style switches. Yeah. And there's and then it's there's no exit and you're just spiraling out of control. <laughs> you know, you're on the floor and all of a sudden, oh, there's an exit. And then you go through yeah you're right matt it is before because you walk through like black nothingness into the room where uh fuller is i thought that's i thought that's where we i thought we were losing our mind then we ran into sarah no well we are losing our minds through all of this part we don't come back right away we don't come back until we see the painting on the wall where it is clearly us holding a lantern. Oh yeah, and <laughs> yeah. then it turns. And then when he walks away, the the figure that's clearly him is now facing the camera. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, all right. And then, um, we can we talk. We find Sarah Hawkins. She's alive. Maybe I don't know at this point. Anyone th- this has comic book logic. Anyone can be dead and and alive simultaneously. So we talk to her and yet this is the first time i could talk in fulu speak <laughs> i don't know what you call it elder speak uh, i don't know elder speak yeah that sounds good elder speak and it doesn't tell you what he's going to say but i didn't choose it <laughs> yeah i, I didn't up. either i was like i don't know what the fuck that is i'm like maybe i'll choose it after i said something i'm like oh didn't get a choice uh to say anything else after cool yeah. uh so Sarah is not dead. Um, she maybe. was well, maybe she was uh, taken captive by Doctor Fuller, and uh, has been there, being pretty much tortured this entire time. 
Um, so we decide to get her out. Um, and uh, by doing so, we end up getting chased by some orderlies, I think. Yeah, and, and, and it's weird because she's like, when you talk to her, she's like half coherent. Yeah. Like, she's not... Nah, nah, nah out of her mind, but, like, she's saying stuff, and you're like, what the fuck does that have to do with anything right now? I didn't even say... But then it's, like, clearly she's talking about someone, but you're like, I don't know, what the fuck you're talking about, let's go. Yeah. Yeah, and this took on a mildly comical bent for me, because all of a sudden we're running, and I'm like, I didn't see who we're running from, but I see Sarah running away, so I'm just gonna follow her. And, you know, you're just running and running and running. I'm like, I don't know what I'm running from, but all right, let's keep going. Don't want to turn around. Pretty sure it like, was order logic, chasing us. Yeah, there's a cutscene where you she she stops and you have to walk into the room first. There's orderlies, and then she's already down the next hallway. I'm like, I guess I'm going on. Like... Yeah. Yep. And then she bars the door, and uh, out of nowhere, here comes Charles Hawkins. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Tentacle Man. Yeah. And Doesn't he say that he's the one who stashed Sarah in there? Yes. For, for safekeeping, basically. Keep her safe. So, he is going on a tirade, talking about how uh, you don't get it. I'm here to stop this from happening. Man, you're half tentacle monster. I'm not going to believe anything you say. What the fuck? Yeah, I did get excited here, though, because I'm like, ooh, we both want the same thing. Yeah. Maybe I can get this guy on my side. How cool would that be? I yeah, I tried it that. Possible, it didn't work. But, yeah. So yeah. I, I did try that as well, but it also put the seed of of the thought in my mind that he was actually a good guy. Yep. And or Or if not a good guy, at least had a... You know, a somewhat pure motive of trying to fun, protect. Fun Sarah. fact: I'm gonna, I don't, and I'm not, I'm not trying to, you know, throw up like just generalizations here. But uh, if you are in a world where crazy shit's happening, and the only person that's speaking truth is apparently, or maybe might be like the guy with actual tentacles growing off of him, uh, I wouldn't believe him. Uh, I would just leave. No job's worth that shit. Or in a crazy world, you got to out crazy, crazy. Exactly. So sign up for the clearly you have the... to grow more tentacles. So <laughs> yeah. here's here's my theory, and I don't know if it's going to play out this way or not. But I think Charles Hawkins is the good guy. He may have done it in the wrong way. He realized yeah. that Sarah was being called by this Cthulhu thing, and he then started studying it, trying to figure out what the hell this thing is. It then ended up corrupting him. And he realized, i got to stop this at all costs uh, because it's going to turn everything in this world into what I am. I think that's what's going to end up happening. Maybe, man. I, my problem with that is, like, that's a lot of fill-in-the-blanks with where they, like, everything's just a blank because they haven't established enough of what's going on in the world. The, the the only thing that we've seen is there's three things. Sorry, there's three things we've seen. Uh, a beached fucking whale. La-di-da. Um, 
the guy mutating in the hospital. I'm not because I'm not I'm not including Charles Hawkins in this because you're you're we're under the assumption, right? You're under the assumption he's doing the right thing or whatever. Um, the one guy in the hospital that's mutating, okay, weird, but and then a bunch of uh, experiments in the basement outside hospital that guy was in, like. I'm not saying you're wrong, and I'm honestly, I, I unfortunately think you're right. I'm saying on a story basis, they have not done anything to imply that other than this moment, and that's really weak writing. Well, yeah, nothing, well, nothing, nothing up until this point would make you think that. And they're like, "Oh, but what if we did an M Night Shyamalan twist?" Like, no, those are bad. You, you. You can't just throw in a twist like that. You have to... Sorry? I said earn it. Yeah, you have to earn it. You have to... Foreshadow is probably too strong of a word, but you have to set the dominoes up to knock them over. Yep. Right? Yeah, and it's... And it's it's always awkward when there's a difference between a plot hole and just like a, we didn't explain it, and you're welcome to fill in your own gaps. Yeah. Yeah, I could, I could probably, I could probably overlook a plot hole like the detective vision thing, because enough weird shit's happening. But now you're at the point where it's like, yeah, you're probably right, Drew. This guy probably is the good guy, and we're gonna end up summoning, summoning the apocalypse because we let her out. Um, but the way it was presented is pretty weak. I, I just, I don't know how to feel other than that. Okay, I, I don't. Know. I, I I mean, sure. I, it's just so momentary. Like, oh yeah, but the guy, and and it's kind of like the, the expected. Like, well, the guy that looks monstrous was the good one all along. I'm like, I don't. You, you like, we're playing a game called Call of Cthulhu. We know Cthulhu is bad just because it's never good. Um, and like this guy literally looks like the thing. Where you know this game is named after. And you're gonna be like, but it's a good guy after all. Fuck off! Like it's just uh, it, this moment is just so ham-fisted in general. Oh, he knew that we were escaping and came. Like what? What a weird time. So, yeah, I, I, I agree. Yeah, for me, if I feel like it depends what what else they do with it, because if that was his motive and you know he he was doing what he thought was right, well, maybe that explains why we've spent so much time in this hospital because, you know, he was maybe working with Fuller, you know, maybe he needed this information that Fuller could get, or he was funding Fuller or, you know, it, it, it might tie back into a lot of the rationale of the game. If they go down this path far enough, if they don't, and this is like, it's all meant to hinge on this scene. Then I completely agree. If there's more to it that does get explained, you know, I I don't know. There's enough, pieces here around the theme that I, you know I, I can at least imagine a path that makes sense i don't know if that's the path i'll take but i i think that they will explain it because they they finally gave us a little bit of backstory right after this i i, I would i would hope that they give a little bit more and i think they will because like during this time uh, so we're, we get attacked by him uh, and like the, the place is on fire and 
He's holding us up by his tentacle arms, like trying to choke us to death. And we do have the option of speaking elder to him. Did anybody do this? No, I didn't know what the elder meant, so I didn't. I never picked it. Okay. So, um, I didn't. Maybe that's that. a playthrough two option. But uh, uh, so, as he's holding us up, um, the uh, the poker that we used um, to open the um, open the valve or something. It was something we had to open. Uh, Sarah grabs it and stabs him through the freaking neck with it. And he dies. Well, he doesn't die there, though, right? She stabs him through the neck. He just pulls it out and then goes after her. And then we stab him in the in the chest from the back, right? Yeah. Which, you know, doesn't really matter. But I, I just thought... I, I thought it was funny that she comes up as the heroine here, stab him in the neck, and he just kind of shrugs it off and pulls it out. I mean, he did get shot multiple times by. I guess we. I guess he got shot multiple times by Bradley, including in the head, and didn't die. Yeah. the The only way this whole thing works for me is if all this is not real. Yeah, and that's a really weak. Well, it's just like. It would at least it would at least explain why why everything's happening and colliding at once. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I found her. Oh, her husband is here. Uh, the orderlies. It's the hospital. Like everything, and then it would explain why we're always at the mansion. But it would be a really weak out in terms of writing. I, I don't know. I, I, right now, I'm like. This again. This story isn't bad, but it's like it's taking some easy paths, and I'm like, all right, I don't know how to feel about this. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Especially when, like, I feel like we have made enough different decisions between us to be too like this close together in story. Yeah, yeah. Alpha protocol. This is not. No. And can I just say, I'm tired of villains. Like, this is now two games in a row we have played <laughs> where the villain has to be like, and here was my plan all along. Like, all right. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's actually one of my biggest issues with this game so far is that generally it, it's only story for me, right? There's barely any gameplay. It's not clear how much impact these decisions make. So... I'm expecting a good narrative, and for the most part, I think it's there, but the villains are pretty weak so far. Fuller, uh, Charles Hawkins, maybe he's got some extra dimensions here, but everybody just seems so one-note. Yeah. But um, after killing Charles Hawkins, we um, escape from the uh from the institution it then burns down uh and we go back to the um to the mansion or we wake up in the mansion from another nightmare seems to keep happening yeah and that's when we start to and this is all one chapter 
Like it just keeps going. I'm like, gosh, you'd think this would be a chapter break. So, um, we talked to, uh, pretty much everybody. Uh, like Bradley's there. I tell him about, about, uh, unfortunately I do tell him about Dr. Colton. I whisper sweet, sweet elder God nonsense into his ear. <laughs> what did he say? Uh, so I have a feeling when you say that stuff, um, you are tapping into some otherworldly force because people just agree with you. Hmm. you. You so when you say that, it doesn't come out like nonsense. No, it comes out as words that you. It sounds like you're preaching to the person, which I suppose you are, and they like kind of like, yeah, I see it your way. Really, <laughs> kind of odd, odd way, way of handling situations, but like everybody kind of just backs off. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Is it because he's dead and he's been reanimated by tentacle man? No, because um, uh, Sarah Hawkins also does the same thing to some extent. Well, she's clearly attuned. <sighs> yeah, but... If anyone is, she is, right? I, I suppose, but again, the way it comes out is not... I don't know. I feel like everybody has the thing is like the game implies that everybody here it like feels it. Yeah. But to different extents, clearly, because a bunch of them are in a fucking madman a madhouse. Well, not anymore, they're all dead, but <laughs> Hey everybody, you're playing Sweet as a murderer place. in this game. You murdered a bunch of people by setting the hospital on fire. Well, he does suffer the repercussions of that. Yep. Yeah. So first, we have to find an amulet. Yep, got to find an amulet for the bookstore owner. Uh, he's like, uh, that's the only thing that can protect us from this shambler thing. And so we go around doing a a a treasure hunt with scavenger pictures. hunt yeah yeah it was fine it was like two puzzles and then you're done mind yeah. you yeah could have gone on a bit longer but no um did y'all watch the summoning ceremony thing i i, I did i reinvestigated the summoning yeah yep. that's where i also got that more increased thought that charles hawkins was trying to stop this See, I got it as the, oh, he was in on it ready to burst the door down if something bad happened. Not, that was what I thought he said, uh, or the character, the main character said. Like, I thought he was like, oh yeah, this is, he's ready to burst in the door if the summoning goes wrong. Like, I thought he was in on it. That's how I took it. Hmm. Doesn't matter. That's how the Shambler comes out, everybody. Yep. Sarah summons it. I, I guess. Does it mean to? Or means to? Dude, I have no idea. Anymore. I don't know. Yeah. But I, I, I legitimately just have no idea. But the, cons- I, I, the consensus is is that we got to stop this cult. Yeah. Because they're still trying to summon whatever it is that's out there. 
So, um, the th- that's that's our next big game plan is we got to stop the cult. So, um, we kind of have to well we have to break off because something happens, but we also break off into pairs. Sarah wants to take care of this shambler once and for all, while Pierce wants to. Well, Pierce originally wants to just get the hell out. The smartest thing so far. Because when I was talking to Sarah, he just kept saying, nope, we're going back to Boston. And she's like, nope, I'm not leaving until we take care of this. So they're like, okay, I guess we're stopping them. But our plan comes to a screeching halt when the police show up to the mansion and say that... uh, Edward Pierce, you're under arrest for arson. You burned down a the hospital. Apparently, there were a lot of people in there. Helpless people. Yeah. I need to have a brief moment for anyone, and, and maybe you. I don't know how to do this, but like maybe you make that the cover of this feedings down there, Drew. What I just sent you is an artist rendition of a dimensional shambler that is not the one from this game, and it straight up just looks like a gigantic version of E.T. I was about to say, it looks like E.T. <laughs> E.T. and a werewolf had a baby? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've looked up dimensional shambler because I'm like, you know, we keep talking about it, and I'm like, maybe I'm wrong. And the way it's described is very similar to what is in this game. But again, it's like, the way Lovecraft described things was like, this is what you make out of the Shambler, not so much what the Shambler looks like. That's, right. that's how I've always taken it. So it, it's a little bit like, the the painting of the Shambler is great. The paintings in this game are great. Uh, I, I love all the art. I think it's amazing. The, the 2D art, whoever did that, like, is a master of making creepy shit, but um, yeah, I was just curious. Like, I'm like, wonder what the Shambler's supposed to look like. And it's from the sounds of it, it's supposed to be more like a humanoid version of the thing, like John Carpenter's the thing. So, yeah. um, it, yeah, I I was just curious. And then of course, yeah, we got uh, fucking two <laughs> I'll uh, I'll make sure to send that to Ken, and he can use it. Right. Okay. <laughs> um. But yeah, so uh, we get arrested for arson, and we are put in jail. Um, so a few things happen. Uh, Sarah decides to go after the Shambler with uh, the bookstore owner. What's that guy's name again? Algernon Drake. Algernon Drake. Drake. I'll just say Drake. Uh, you don't want to say Cool. No. Because I'll, I'll forget. I'll say Algerian again. But uh, Algerian Drake. Algerian Drake. Oh, good. So, uh, dude, you ought to go back and listen to uh, us do uh, Danganronpa. Because <laughs> I couldn't name anybody. I just named them as Swimmer Girl or Serial Killer Girl. <laughs> so I can't listen to those until I play those games. Yeah, those are fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And, and you certainly should. Yes. I have all three of them, but anyways. Oh, they're so freaking good. Uh, when you finish Hotel Dusk, you need to play Danganronpa 1. 
I probably will. Okay. Well, I'm into detective stuff right now. Like, if sorry, we're going off on tangents, but like, we're gonna be done this episode very quickly if we don't. Yeah. <laughs> um, because this this part of the game really was linear, and there's not much to talk about. Um, the 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 thing is, this game has gotten me more to like this mixed with the timely release of uh, Unsolved Mysteries, which everybody should watch at least five of the six episodes. Um, you can skip the UFO one. Um, I I have been in a detective mood, and there's very few games I feel do a very good job of making me feel like a detective. Um, Hotel Dusk is really doing that for me. But man, this game does it too. Not the clue-finding stuff or the crime scene reenactment in my head, um, but, like, the way he talks to people, um, it does make me feel a little bit like a private eye, which is not a common thing I get in video games. Generally, if you're going to play that, it's it's very set up. Uh, you do get different information out of people depending on your choices um, in this game. So uh, I probably will play Danganronpa because I've been wanting to anyways and I'm trying to kill off that catalog and I probably won't join you for God of War. So. Okay. Well, yeah. I'd also lo- love to hear your thoughts some sometime, some way. Oh yeah. yeah, I definitely will share them. Yeah, absolutely. Because I, too, man, that was... So, oh man, what do I, what do I do? What do I do? <laughs> so I, I have to, if, if, so we did the first dong and rampa we did for uh, November while Matt was away and it was me and Jay and I had for two episodes, a foolproof theory. And there was something in that game that reinforced my theory. I said, I'm telling you, I know exactly what's going to happen. And of course, Jay had already played wrong. it. Then I was completely wrong. Yeah. Can I, I told you to watch a movie recently, and I'll just share it on here because, fuck it, we've gone on some tangents. Um, The Informer on Netflix. Um, I'm just making sure it is called that. Um, Yeah, it's on Netflix. You can rent it everywhere, pretty sure. Um, It's uh, starring uh, Joel Kinnaman of The Killing, uh, Rosamund Pike, Clive Owen, Common, um, all the whole time I thought I knew where it was gonna go. Don't watch the trailer; just watch the movie if you like crime dramas uh, and thrillers. But fuck, dude, I I was not expecting it to. It, everything I thought was going to happen, like they set up a bunch of shit. Big boy, red herrings everywhere. <laughs> I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, this is great. But I'm I'm always trying to think like. How is this going to turn up? So, I like that fact that you're like, oh, this is gonna, Duncan Romp is gonna fuck with me? Cool. Perfect. Big time. Yeah. And, I, and you know what? Funnily enough, to throw this back into Call of Cthulhu, I don't feel like that at any point in this game. Like, I don't have the desire to be like, um, to try to figure out what the fuck's gonna be happening, because I don't feel like it's given me the desire to like it, yeah, no... it, it doesn't feel structured that way so exactly i feel like it's futile to try and actually figure this right. out yeah yeah like i get to play detective but i don't feel like a detective 
Um, and I think it's a really well done play of detective, but like in Hotel Dusk, um, no spoilers because I'm sure a bunch of people haven't played it. it. It's very, very fucking good right now. Like amazingly good. There's a moment where you have to figure out what you can carry on your person. So you have the inventory system. You have to figure out what you can carry on your person because if you're caught with certain items, it's a game over. Mm-hmm. So I have stuff that I have clearly lifted <laughs> from parts of the hotel, and I had to put them back and like or stash them in my suitcase because if I'm caught walking around with them, it's 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 over, and it's like I'm I'm there's there's a bunch of threads going on, but everybody's at the hotel for a, a reason clearly, and there's clearly an um, overarching mystery, but um, it, it, it's like taking back seats because everybody's mystery is somehow threading into this, and like there's ways people could be connected to the main mystery. Um, like it, I, it's so well done, um, which makes it sadder that the sequel is Europe only, and I'm gonna end up paying like a hundred plus dollars for the stupid fucking DS game to be imported. But whatever, um, it, it's just like I don't, I'm 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 driven to see what happens next, purely out of curiosity. And in Call of Cthulhu, I'm just kind of like, I wonder what weird shit happens next. Like, can you make it weirder than, like, some of the shit I saw when, like, the, the fucking... The, the best moment of this game is the, the scene we talked about this episode where you look through a window. It's you. You turn around and you're fucking in the room and you just start to fucking spiral. Like, oh, fuck. But... All right. All right, sorry. We were going to jail. No, no, that's good. It's good. Because we're, yeah, um, and I do agree that was the best part. Not not just like what's happening to you, but the way they portray it, and the way that your reality shifts moment to moment. Yeah, they do it a lot in, uh, like you said, Matt, um, the Evil Within, another yeah. game series I need to play. Oh man, dude, yeah, I, really I it's it's purely time. It's like I either play a review game or I play my backlog. <laughs> I that's, have to make decisions, and I know you know. Yeah, that's me. I mean, I, I have enough time to play Phoenix Down games. I haven't reviewed a game in three months. We know. We know. <laughs> Trust me, I know. But um, yeah, so we go to jail. We're now in our prison cell, and uh, we start to hear something. Well, first of all, the officers being a dick. Well, yeah, and you and have the option to be away. like, I, I, I even had the option, like I chose the option of uh, saying, okay, I'll cooperate, let's let's talk, <laughs> and he's like, ah, whatever, and just leaves. <laughs> oh wow, what a fucking, ah, uh, uh, this game has the illusion of choice. <sighs> All right, sorry, I had to do that. I had so, to get it out. So anyway, um, uh, we start to hear voices in our head. Uh, it is a deep, ominous voice, uh, and the room begins to flood. Uh, you, uh, completely submerged underwater while still in this prison cell, and a 
uh, shadowy figure? A silhouette of a man walks up to you. The Predator. Yeah. That's what it looks like. It looks like the Predator when he's in active camo. Bingo. And did you hear the voice beforehand? No. Oh, interesting. I I don't... Matt, Matt, did you hear the voice beforehand? Maybe I'm misremembering, though. Uh, Have you heard the deep voice before at all in this game, Drew? Yeah, I, I certainly have a couple I of times. Have. Maybe the voice, the voice. So I don't know if it's like based on your occult level or not, but the voice talks to you a couple times because he has contacted me before, and I didn't know who the fuck it was. Um, and yeah, he just, just starts. He starts talking to me before the water starts to rise, if I'm correct. Hmm. Yep. So um... he's calling you like the truth seeker and. You know, don't you want to know the truth? And... Yes. Yeah. So he is a. Uh, he is called Leviathan, and he is here to offer the knowledge to I don't know what, but he's offering. Which is kind of what makes it interesting. Yeah. Right, because you don't know if. The red pill or the blue pill is the right way to go here. I told him I'm not allowed to talk to strangers. By, and by <laughs> that I mean... Yeah, so you're underwater and you can't... You can't resist and you can't speak. The only thing you can do is acknowledge that you do want the knowledge or refuse the knowledge. I chose to refuse. Me too. I definitely accepted. Oh, there we go. There we go. So what does he say when you accept it? Uh, I don't know. Something about the Oracle. Okay. Yeah, well, he. Uh, I, I think he just basically says, fine. You refuse. This will affect you. <laughs> and it's another one of those. This will affect your destiny things. Uh, we then cut to Sarah. Uh, in fact, I believe we're seeing through Sarah's eyes via Pierce. Dude, I don't know anymore. Because it was the same... Uh, this is where it stopped. Oh, it was the same graphic, basically. Yeah. The tunnel I, with the bu- a bunch of silhouettes. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I stopped here because I didn't know where we were stopping. I should have probably asked that, and then I just haven't had time to. Well, I, I did this. You can this go morning. on and explore You can spoil it because I don't give a shit. <laughs> I mean, well, we can stop right here. It's not that big of a deal. Nah, we can keep going. I, I mean, like, at this point, like... This is the only chapter you played, right, Drew? Yes, this is yeah, where so I, I stopped right at the like end it. of this. Let's just go into it. Okay. I, I can I can then purposely try to make different decisions if you both have choose, chosen the same. There's no decisions here, though. Oh, yeah, this well, is just a, like an action chapter. This is a oh. boss fight. 
Yeah, one boss fight. All right, well, I'm going to say this in the nicest way possible. I fucking hate the action parts of this game. Yeah. Um, I, did, I did find this one offensive, though. No, no. I don't think it was... None of them are offensive. They're just not fun. I don't know. The the, the first Shambler fight was pretty freaking offensive. <laughs> like, yeah. I, 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 like, you guys looked at... You guys gave up real easy... I try, I powered this for probably 20 minutes trying to figure this thing out. Like, I died probably about eight or nine times at that fight. And I said, okay, fine. What is it? What's, what am I doing wrong? See, I thought this fight was a lot better than that fight. It was. So, um, uh, we take over as Sarah. And uh, she has Drake with her. Uh, Drake has the amulet. And uh, she is still determined to defeat this Shambler once and for all. So in order to find the Shambler, we first have to go find the painting. Where's the painting? Well, it's with the bootleggers because they're the ones selling the painting. So uh, when we go to the bootleggers lair, which is like in this cavernous area, uh, we find... All of them are dead. The Shambler has been let loose and is now running around killing people. Uh, the only person that escaped was Cat. Probably uh, unhappy we uh, the only The only named character survived. Surprise. Yes. She actually screwed over one of her guys. She used him as bait and then closed the door on him. And then she ran seems off. Seems like that kind of person. Yeah. Then ran off. Uh, so now we're stuck in this cavernous area with the Shambler. Um, Drake creates a a protective circle in the middle of the area. And he says that uh, the Shambler is being able to tr- teleport due to these glyphs that are on the ground. We have to go and destroy those glyphs. So uh, that way it can't teleport. By light blasting them. Yes. So uh, we have our handy-dandy uh, lantern with us. And uh, we have to go and search out these glyphs that are on the ground. Uh, there's three of them in all. We have to walk up to the glyph, stand in the glyph while it dissipates. And at that point, the Shambler gets really upset and chases after you. You then have to run back to where Drake is standing in the protective circle. It can't get to us. Uh, during this time, we can also shine the light on him, and it will stun him for a few seconds, allowing us to run away. Uh, doing so three times, now doesn't. Now it can't teleport. So then we have to lead it to the circle, the protective circle, and it now creates a trap. It can't escape. Is stuck in the trap, and we then have to banish it back to the uh, painting. Um, and uh, in doing so, she throws it back into the painting, and everybody's like, "Yay, we did it! It's it's now stuck, trapped in the painting forever." And as everybody's celebrating right there, Sarah slowly stops and turns to the painting and realizes that it's calling to her 
and she just can't control herself. And she reaches out to the painting and cut into the chapter. It's been activated. Yep. Oh, for fuck's sakes. <laughs> for fuck's sakes. Yeah. And that is the ending of the chapter and where I stopped. No deviations whatsoever. No. All right, this is a trade-in. <laughs> like, I just can't. I can't play this game again. It's too long for a replay. Yeah, it is. Especially when most of it doesn't deviate. Well, we'll see what happens. I mean, I, I I don't know how many endings there are. I'm assuming four. there's four endings. Okay. Um. So we'll I only s- stumbled upon that by accident when, like, because it's like how to get all four endings, Mary. Well, thanks. So yeah, we'll finish it up uh, next week, um, which shouldn't take us very long, I would assume. Hopefully, in probably two hours. Matt, you've made it farther. From where I stopped, how much farther am I to where you are? Yeah, I mean, one of the things that surprised me a little bit in this game is that the chapters don't really just progressively get longer. I think the last five chapters here, they're only 20 minutes each, 25 minutes each. They're all, like, pretty quick. All right, well, I guess that's something. They're trying to wrap it up, I think. You do get a, a, a new gameplay experience. Oh, you say that with what sounds like great cheer. <laughs> well, it's it's almost comical. I don't I don't really want to spoil it, but it's it's not a mechanically intensive game. Clearly, even when it even when it kind of tries to be. Oh no! Please, God, tell me it's not shooting. It is. It is. Oh, it is. <laughs> but I, 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 no. so I know about this part. You don't move during it. It's a shooting gallery. No, you 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 move. Oh, you do move. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You have to go through like multiple levels shooting. Oh, good. But but, but the comical thing is, every single character is a one shot kill. What? That's realistic. <laughs> That's realistic. Every every single character enemy uh it is realistic somewhat i suppose i like, i don't know what he's firing so yeah i'm not sure i'd call it realistic i'd call it simplistic well i'm not even sure you need to aim you could probably aim next to them and they would still kill <laughs> is it is it like uh even batuto where he could he'll shoot a machine gun like behind Hold him <laughs> i will not <laughs> oh my you besmirch the name of even batuta <laughs> God, even Batuta, man. Oh, oh man. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, so this game is kind of spiraling out into something not as good as I thought it was going to be. We'll, we'll and I was see. entering this into... I was entering this going, yeah, this, is, this is pretty mediocre. And then you were saying, like, oh, there's some weird stuff that happened early on. I'm like, wow, this is way more in-depth. than No, there isn't. Right. Yeah, the high point of this game is us talking about it in the first recording. When I imagined all the paths that we were going to talk about on this recording and never did. Because even if, even if, I think the interesting thing would be, even if it led you to the same 
conclusion, the idea that they've worked out a lot of ways for you to accomplish the same goal is neat. Yeah. yeah. Right? It's that is that is what makes um excuse me. Uh Breath of the Wild uh interesting because all those puzzle dungeons, like there's multiple ways to I mean that whole game, there's multiple ways to work everything out and it seems like everything's been thought of. Um Divinity I, did that. Divinity is another game like like yeah, all those older RPGs do a pretty good job of that, even um like Baldur's Gate and stuff. Yeah. Um God, the Divinity Original Sin two. Amazing game. Is, well, how many ways are there off the island here? Uh there's at least seven. Yeah. Your first it, your first mission is get off the island. How do you do that? There's at least seven ways to do it. So That's cool. You, I thought this was going to be like that, but you know, not a hack and slash RPG, but a talky look around RPG. Like, I, I was interested in that, and it sounded like after our first episode, that's what we were going to get, and then we had just played too close to each other. And from the sounds of it, it like it doesn't matter how far you try to deviate. There's a very linear path that we are playing, and there's no deviation in certain parts, which sucks. Yeah. Well, like, the other I, really interesting part was that we didn't even realize that we did miss things. Yeah. That was kind of cool, thinking that it was linear and having been on a different, slightly different linear path. And, like, just... It's, 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 it's kind of, like, heartbreaking knowing that we did that mission as uh, Colden... And that is like the way you get it. Like there's, there doesn't seem to be any other option. Like I've wandered around. I don't know how you'd get into that office otherwise. You have to get that doctor away. That's the only way to do it. Yeah. I feel like the problem is, is they they wanted to make a game that deviated like that, like like a tabletop RPG, but the story got in the way. The story's not that great. Well, I mean, they obviously are trying to tell a story here. So. And Night Shyamalan tries to tell stories. It doesn't mean they're good. Okay, don't don't bash some <laughs> of that stuff. Some of his stuff is pretty good. I didn't bash all of his stuff. However, The Happening. The Last Airbender is the... T- oh, the hap- oh, like Mark Wahlberg. God damn it. <laughs> I still, like... Unbreakable is still one of my favorite movies. Yeah, no, Unbreakable is good, good, and 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 I think Signs is fine. Yeah, um, The Village is meh. It's meh, like it's not, but it's just like it. All of his stuff, except Unbreakable, because it's a little bit handled better. But like, I feel like all of his stuff is just like these are really good ideas, but boy. You you need a better writer because this directing's fine. It's yeah. it's it's the, the writing that's the. the I actually kind of like Devil. I thought that was a cop out. Yeah, I, I I guess what I liked more was the concept. Like I guess with a lot of his movies, I like the concept and the idea and the structure. And then not necessarily the payoff. And, and, and that's that's my issue with these stories. It's always, hey, this is a very interesting concept. 
and very at the last moment yeah and then at the last minute it trips breaks its ankle and you have to put it out like a racing horse and so yeah <laughs> like you know a lot of people give um just while we're talking about narratives the um war of the worlds featuring or starring tom cruise from uh, spielberg right very good movie a lot of people like to shit on that movie because the last five minutes of it is so just not handled well um and i feel like this game's not going the same direction but i feel like it's trying to build up to that that m night Shyamalan twist maybe it doesn't maybe it doesn't but it's like those twists the reason why he gets flack and why the world worlds gets flack is because there's really no reason as to why that twist needs to exist other than just to have a twist um for the most part, like, uh, you know, even though they're sometimes good and sometimes bad, it's just they exist because, like, gotcha. Okay. Like, there needs to be some logical, you know, we sort of gotten over this before, I'm just repeating myself at this point. I, I don't know, it's just, I, I, I feel like there's some good concepts in this, like, Shyamalan's movies. There's good concepts, but this needs to be handled by someone else, clearly. Well, it's not over just yet. Yeah, it, and I, I guess I don't need gallery. I don't Ooh. need a twist in this game. I don't even get a sense that they're necessarily building to a twist. I think they're trying to do uh, a simpler story where he's going to come in and save the day and maybe save Sarah. And I feel like that's possibly one of the endings, but I think this game is going to have stark contrast endings. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you're going to have, yay, he saved the day from an impending evil god that's going to take over the world. And then there's going to be ending of, he's actually just a lunatic who's been locked up in a nut house the entire time. And this is all in it's his head. Wildly different, not yeah. just shades. It's going to be, yeah. it's going to be like, you know, the, the dog endings in Silent Hill. Or the, or the alien endings in Silent Hill. I mean, aren't they the same thing at some point? I, they are. One of them games. Yeah. Um, you know, I think a uh, a good example, speaking of Silent Hill, is the Wii one slash PS2 one. Oh, yeah. Shattered Memories. Right. Where, like, that game drastically changes. Yes. Based on your, well, I mean, the player's choices. Well, but not like, even the choices, but just certain small things that you do. Right. And it's like, the, well, I mean, that's player choice. Oh, yeah. I, I, sorry, I should have rephrased that. It's player choice, like, not just specifically choosing in menus. Right. Um, I I feel like this game should have done something more like that. And maybe played like that game, too. And maybe should have just been Silent Hill. Maybe we should have just played Silent Hill Shattered Memories. Yeah, I would have had to track down a copy, because I've been looking for one. I've been looking for one. That's a fantastic game. Yeah, I'd love to play it. I know about it. I know a lot about it. But right, it was so good. I mean, it, it, like the game would even track what you were looking at. Like if you stared at something too long, like it would track that and then throw something at you later on. Oh, God damn it. We should be playing that instead. Uh, that is not a cheap game. No. Ooh. No, it is hard to find now. Yep. I'd have to burn a copy for my PS2. I mean, what? 
Yeah, we played huh? on the we played on the Wii. The Wii was actually kind of cool because you, you had the, the, the speaker, the speaker, and then yeah. on top of that, you basically controlled your flashlight with the Wii remote. Yeah, and when you ran away, you could always you could still be running and then turn around and look while you were running and see something chasing you, and it was scary as hell. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. It, it just yeah, this this game I have a feeling like. Unless something so weird happens, I'm not going to be impressed by the ending. I don't know. Uh, like, we'll see. It, it, you, you, I wish I could just give you my memories of the weird shit that happens in Sinking City, and you'd be like, well, Sinking City did this did this concept way better. Yeah. And is a better game. Like, the shooting in Sinking City feels good. You know, I, and it's always there. Like, there's there's always the action segments. It's not like, hey, here's some late action segments. Like, oh, thanks. Glad these are added into the game in the last three missions. Oh. Well, we'll see what happens. Like I said, uh, we do have an email. We actually have two emails. Uh, uh, both of them are from Chad. One of them is the edited version. I'm going to read them both, Chad. But he said, he specifically said in the title... Do not read if you have not finished the game. So we have not finished the game. We will save that for next week. But if anybody else out there would like to send an email, it's drew at ztgd.com. Uh, you can also tweet to us. I am at Drew Leachman. Matt is at REMGS. And the podcast itself is at ZTGD Phoenix Down. Uh, as everyone knows, our next game is going to be God of War. Uh, and, uh, I, I'm ready to finally put that to bed. I've started that game twice and I'm going to restart it again. So I've started it once, um, in the same boat, like looking to finish it. Yep. And, uh, I have, I tweeted a photo just, uh, just, um, give it a little, a snippet, a little taste. Uh, we'll see how everybody reacts to it, but I think we found our theme for next year. It's, this may turn into a disastrous thing, but uh, you remember the year of the JRPG? How many games did you get through? Uh, we got through about five. Yeah, there's. Luckily, how many are? How there's many only seven. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there's only seven games. So uh, I, I did tweet a picture of uh, the Yakuza collection. Because I purchased it recently. Did you buy the physical or? I bought the physical. Yeah. Yeah. I bought the that physical. Useless, that useless PS3 case for five. <sighs> what a useless piece of shit. Just give me the fucking. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not taking it out. Then there's an empty space in this fucking box set. What the fuck's wrong with you? Yeah. There's only two discs. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. Um, I, I, I kind of want to do the year of Yakuza next year. Because <laughs> I have played one, two, three, and four. I've never played five or six, and I've never played zero. To completion? One through four? Yeah. Oh, nice. I, I still own my PS2 copies of Yakuza 1 and 2. Um, Which, I mean, I, I'll go ahead and say we'll save it for, for next year too, but... Um, I got out of gaming for about two years there 
it was in 2004 and 2005, uh, and um, to go to college, and then I was at a GameStop and uh, randomly saw Metal Gear Solid 3 and said, oh, crap, they made a new Metal Gear Solid? That's like, yeah, it's been out for like a year. Well, I'm buying that. <laughs> and I bought it and played it, and that's what got me back into gaming. The next game I bought, Yakuza. Oh, wow. Yep. I was I was deep into Yakuza whenever it first came out, and I was like, this is kind of cool. This is weird, but it's kind of cool. I have every single English release now. There you go. I have finished zero of them. Well, there you go. And so, I have and I have Judgment and Fist of the North Star as well. You keep throwing in Fist of the North Star. I, Fist of the North Star is a Yakuza game. What it the is, fuck do you want me to say? It is technically a Yakuza game because it's made, it's by, made the by the same studio. It plays basically the same way, except there's vehicles that you can drive across the wasteland. It's it's Mad Max. Well, I mean, the Fist of the North Star is kind of Mad Max through a Japanese lens, but it's it's literally the Mad Max game, but an RPG instead. Yeah. Where you get out and kung fu guys till their heads explode. What what do you want me to tell you, Drew? It's it's more fun than Yakuza because guys explode into bloody messes. I love it. You... He says you're already dead so many times, and I'm just like, I'm okay with this because it's a meme. At this point, like it's just he just turns around, faces the camera, and goes, "You're already dead," and then a guy explodes in the background. We're like, All right. So there, there's a part in I believe Yakuza three, it could be four, I can't remember, that is absolutely ridiculous, almost like it came out of Fist of the North Star. Dude, there's so many shit. There's so much shit in all those games that are just absolutely fucking ridiculous. Yeah. But I'll probably play along with you, even if I'm not on the podcast, because I want to get those games done. You're going to get through two and be like, all right, man, I, I got to take a break. Well, I mean, that's okay, too. We, we took breaks in between Metal Gears. I know. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just letting you know now. Okay. Well, we'll see what happens. Like I said, it's not etched in stone just yet, but I got a hankering for some Yakuza. So we'll see what happens. But that's it. We're going to get out of here. I appreciate everybody listening. Um. Yeah, we'll see. What, what does Call of Cthulhu hold for us? We'll find out, I guess. It's um. Uh, it could go. It could go really bad, or it could go. Ah, okay. I think. I think those are going to be the two reactions that we get. So, until next time, I'm Drew, and I'm Matt. My I'm Anthony, and we're out of here. You guys have a great week, and we'll be back next week with the conclusion of Call of Cthulhu.